Welcome back to Enlighten Up for episode 82, 2019 predictions, eclipse timelines, and lunar energies with Matthew Morian. We are so excited to have Matthew back with us on Enlighten Up. Matthew previously joined us in episode 64. And in this episode, Matthew and the Enlighten Up crew will discuss the upcoming lunar eclipse energies, 2019 energy predictions, instant manifestation, energy blockages, and the energy healing and timeline unification event that Matthew is holding on January 20th. All this as well as a tarot reading for Brian. So without further delay, let's jump right into the episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. This is Enlighten Up and I'm here with Brian and Lisa and today we are rejoined by Matthew Mornian. Matthew Mornian is a psychic, intuitive empath and energetic healer specializing in clearing, balancing and removing negative energy and emotion from the body. He uses an integrated method of tarot reading, hypnotherapy and energy transmission extraction that can literally shift your state of being in an amazingly short period of time. His website is rememberyourmission.com, and he's got a great event that we're going to get into a little later on the show about the upcoming eclipse and the timelines. Matthew, welcome back to the show. We're really happy to have you back. Thank you so much. It's awesome to be here, guys. How have you been doing? Um, life has been wild. It's been expansive. It's been, um, honestly, the past few months, and I would say the past like 18 months uh, in total of my life have been incredibly fast moving, like a blur, like time is just speeding up in this amazing way. And it's both equally painful, expansive, and awesome all at the same time. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that was a very profound. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that maybe that can be, I don't know, that that seems that seems like that's been the pattern for a lot of us on this really crazy level. It's like we're burning through karma, we're burning through time, like everything's expanding and moving at this incredibly accelerated pace. So, I don't know, it seems to make sense to me. How are you feeling about 2019? Coming out of 2018 and, and that year, how are you, what are your kind of spidey senses telling you about 2019, either for just yourself or maybe even for the collective as well? Okay, that's a really good question because this year was the first year in which I consciously have not looked at anyone's energy forecast or anyone's ideas or any other of like of the collective feelings about where we're going this year. So this is basically based entirely off of what I'm feeling it. At least in my own knowledge, I think 2019 represents from a numerological perspective a three, a number three year or something within that range. And for at least my limited understanding of that aspect, that's kind of a time for self-expression. And so when I look at that through the lens of my own recent experience, I believe 2019, at least for me on the timeline I'm on, represents a continued expansion um, an expression of whatever that true divine blueprint that's coming online for me and a lot of other people, um, a more of a stepping into a power, but also kind of the further division of what we call the new earth and the old earth or kind of like, you know, this like new realm, old realm, whatever kind of new age idea that you attach onto. I think what we will continue to see in 2019 is an expansion and a full, a further polarization of whichever aspect we choose. Um, along with that, you know, obviously we'd like to say things like a disclosure timeline and, you know, like the fall of, you know, like the patriarchal, you know, like parasitic, like government, et cetera, et cetera. And I think those are always things that, you know, I certainly hope for and we'll see in the future. But I approach it more from an individualistic kind of spiritual soul advancement level. It seems like to summarize that 2019 represents a continuation and expression and a further division between who we once were and who we are now becoming. So <laughs> I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Wow. A further, <laughs> I'm like trying to figure that out. A further division yep. of who we were. Yep, who we were. And I think that that kind of brings us to the idea, and I might be jumping a bit of ahead, um, but the idea that we're continuing to embody what's basically the fourth uh, density frequencies that are coming online through each of us, and especially in, say, like the law of one, Rob mentions uh, that I think that gateway into fourth density often starts with a choice. Like it's like a polarity choice in which we begin to further embody that service to self or the service 
to others, uh, I guess, like the frequency um, or the other self, as they say in the law of one. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. You're you're saying basically it's like shedding the old parts of us that aren't really truly us, kind of like what this mm, programming matrix ideas that we thought we were, letting those go and um, fully integrating into who we truly are. Oh, absolutely. And I probably said it in a super weird way, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I totally dug the way you said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, Yeah, I I mean, Lisa and I've kind of talked about 2019 and both of us feel really positive about 2019. Um, And I have to say, it's the first time I've really felt positive about a year. Like I felt like, yeah, no, it's going to be a decent year. It's going to be good. But I really feel like this is like a groundbreaking year. Oh, I totally agree. It's in all honesty, I believe this is probably like the greatest time that any of us could have ever chosen to incarnate and like to be alive right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm like fully with you. You're pumped. Yeah. yeah. On a practical level, how do you think? I'm thinking more of like the average person, like how, how do you think that these energies are going to affect um, you know, I think that wow. it'll also be kind of maybe a less accelerated version of the overly dense idea that I just had about like a further distancing of, you know, like the previous version and the new version. And I think for like regular people, what we're, or I shouldn't even say like regular people, people that are at like other stages of whatever this unfoldment is, are going to experience it at like varying levels of based on wherever they're at in their soul's journey. And I think just on a day-to-day basis, we will see kind of people continuing to open up to this greater level of who they are, like this soul mission, uh, like separation from, you know, uh, what, you know, we could call that like matrix, like programming. I think that kind of goes along also with the idea that it being a number three year, just a greater level of self-expression, I would say. And I don't know if that even answers your question, but I would say we can expect people, I would say, to become slightly more psychic, more open to the intuitive workings of the world. As fourth density becomes more online, I think we open up to more of that non-physical, spiritual, instantaneous interaction. Um, And I think for some of us that ends up in, you know, like what we see this like ascension madness and people continuing to go a little bit crazy. Um, but in all honesty, I'm totally with you guys in, in thinking this is going to be a really powerful, empowering, and like a beautiful year, I think, for all of us. So you said you haven't read anyone's forecasts on the energies. Have you done your own? You do tarot readings. Have you done? I honestly haven't. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, I've been. Um. You know, I've been doing individual work, and I think one of the cool things that happened for me this year that was a little bit different than last year is that I got blown up with people, like, right at the end of the year, and I've had, like, constantly people coming through on an individual basis at the shop that I've been working at and looking at these individual timelines for people that are going into 2019. What I'm seeing on a practical day-to-day level, maybe to go back and actually answer your original question, is that people are transitioning out of a career. That seems to be one of the number one things that I've seen in just people that I've been reading. They're leaving behind these jobs. They're stepping into this other thing, and there's a great level of uncertainty about what it is they're going to be doing next. I see a lot of relationship changes with respect to people leaving behind things that look narcissistic, abusive, or taking these first-time steps, like, people that have been in like multiple year long, like abusive sort of emotional entanglements with people suddenly taking these first like fledgling steps to like, uh, you know, get out of those scenarios. So I I think. So there'll be a high divorce rate this year. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe Uh, (laughs) uh, there could be, there'll definitely be some sort of up, up, rather, sorry, upheaval happening with a respect to, I think women going through a path of empowerment as well. Because just at the beginning of the year, I've noticed like probably that has been my number one thing that I've seen is like women breaking free from this, like the patriarchal, you know, like whatever that is and stepping into or activating the uh, a divine, like feminine archetype, you know, within them. So I would like to say that I will continue to see that because that like is definitely a theme in my current. Yeah, I, would say. I- 
I would um I would definitely agree with you. The energies coming through for me have been definitely very much about um bringing the divine feminine back into alignment, uh but also it's about integrating the feminine in um, a very harmonious way, as well as the masculine. Although I'm feeling that though, since the 1221 portal, it's more feminine based, but again, every one of us has feminine energy in it. So it's just about um, really tuning into that feminine energy within everyone, men and women. And um, really, and like you said, you feel like, many people are going to be coming into more of their intuitive gifts, psychic gifts coming online more. That is honoring your feminine energy. That is tuning into the feminine aspects within everyone. And I really feel like from, from my own personal perspective, that's something I'm definitely working on um, going through a lot of healing on is through the feminine aspect of myself because I've been so heavily in my masculine energy for so long um, that this is an area that really needs a lot of attention, which I know eventually it'll come into balancing the both together. But uh, it's it's definitely a theme, the the feminine energy for um, men and women. I'm totally with you. Mm-hmm. So what do you what have you got uh, coming in to uh, coming in as downloads or anything like that about this upcoming eclipse? I know you've got a really cool event that you're throwing. Uh, right. What what? Uh, inspired you to want to do that when it when is the eclipse first of all oh right january 20th i believe going into the 21st depending on your time zone and i might be a little bit off about that i consciously planned this a particular event to be a little bit earlier in the day so that it would allow people to go through their own individual processes during i think what is ultimately the height of whatever that lunar eclipse is but it's a January 20th, um, and this is, I believe, the uh, full lunar blood moon. It might be a wolf moon eclipse, yeah. uh, whatever that is as well. I'm not sure what that is. Maybe you guys... What does that mean, wolf moon? How? I don't know, but I'm really excited about it. Basically, what happened last year, and for me, and I think a lot of other people, the energy of eclipses has uh, represented, whether knowing or unknowing, an incredible milestone, a marking point, or what is ultimately a portal that we go through as we kind of step into that next version of ourselves. Um, and so just about, I think a lot of us can recall about, I think it was January of 2018 in which we were going through kind of the height of that, like of the blood moon eclipse season. I think we had had one in, uh, it was August of 2017. There might've been another one prior to that. And we'd gone through that whole, I think it was five or four moon, like our eclipse series. Um, and I might be a little bit off on the number, but what happened to me during that time is I was going through what we call this thing known as like a soul braid or like a walk-in experience, which has been somewhat of a recent uh, development for me and kind of being willing to explain what that is, um, which I can get into in a little bit. But basically what I discovered in my own work and what I had been learning from other people at that time is that some of us have this ability um, to really embody and step through that portal of the eclipse. And so I took that to a very serious uh, degree. And in January of last year, I planned an event and it was kind of an experiment the way I advertised it. It was just a Facebook live, like a meditation and like a timeline event in which I took people through like a bit of a clearing and uh, we meditated on kind of going through a portal into stepping into a more empowered version of us. Um, and I know for me and a few people that were in attendance at that uh, particular thing, it had an incredible impact. And in my opinion, I honestly do believe that part of the reason why I'm here with you guys now is because of events like this and because of stepping into that energy with this whole heart, with this total willingness, this utter like willingness to say, I'm ready to transform. I'm ready to do whatever it takes. And I think when we use that energy and that intention um, along with the energy of these astrological alignments, it allows people to really experience incredible change. Um, and just because I've seen it in my own life, I believe so strongly that um, this uh, particular eclipse is absolutely um, like one of those opportunities. So I hope that makes sense. I was just thinking about Brian and how someone like Brian who doesn't 
really buy into any of this stuff. I was, I was going to say, give a shit. Okay. <laughs> um, no, could ben- could allow themselves to benefit from this eclipse and this wolf moon and, you know, or maybe not someone quite like Brian, maybe someone who's more apt to meditate or something like that. You know, what is, what is it that, that the layman can, can do to, you know, maybe someone who's just at the beginning of their awakening journey or, or this stuff is just starting to, to come to them or interest them or, you know, what do you, what do you do when there's a, an eclipse? Yeah. Put some rocks outside. You can't actually, you could literally do that. You can literally put some crystals outside. So there is, there, there is something there. Um, what I would say in that event um, is, you know, no matter whether you are into this or not into it, you're still going to be affected by some aspect of this energy. And I think one only need look at the further like polarization of our society and the way it's changed over the past few years to at least have a little bit of proof that there's some sort of extra outside energy that's affecting people. And it seems to come in, you know, certain specific times in which the sun and the earth do specific things. So even if you have no basis for like the spiritual aspects of whatever that is, I think we can all agree that there's some sort of an effect that happens. And so I think for people that don't really follow whatever that energy is, they can still choose to focus on a thing, whether that's an intention, an idea, an emotion, a desire, whatever it is, the energy of that eclipse is like an amplifier. And when you use it with intention, you can create incredible things. When you use it with haphazard, rageful, or otherwise unfocused intention, you can also create change. And so I would say for people that buy into this, even from a very, very, say like a minimal level, I would say just focus on things that you want to see in this world. Focus on what feels good. And even if it's just a few minutes of sitting there saying, you know, I acknowledge maybe there's a chance that this might do something or it might do nothing. And I'll spend a few minutes of this day just like fantasizing about a better world or a better thing that I want to experience. At the very least, that's a few moments of joy that we spend in like, you know, like fantasizing about whatever that is that we want to see. I, I, in my opinion, that's the process by which we can create a timeline. Um, so, so it doesn't have to be done while the eclipse is actively eclipsing? In my opinion, and based on what I understand, that's the height of when this occurs. A lot of people talk about these so-called eclipse-like gateways in which, say, we just had, I think, a solar eclipse. It, it, it might have been on the 5th or 6th or something like that. Just a few days ago, we had a solar eclipse. And a lot of people talk about these so-called eclipse gateways and sort of this energetic portal that might exist, you know, like in between these two astrological alignments. In my opinion, you know, you can you could do it before the eclipse. You could do it after the eclipse. I feel that in the in the moments of that alignment, there's like the greatest power. But really, at this stage, I think anything we do with a a real intention is probably going to be the most important thing. Even the timing in it, I think, you know, while we have an opportunity, you know, to like amplify certain aspects of that, I would answer your question by saying, no, Brian, it doesn't necessarily have to be at the height of the eclipse. It's more just a thing that you intend and allow to happen. So I hope that answers that. It it does, but what's what then is special about that that time those few minutes what then is special about that i would say just in acknowledging that you are spending this time in co-creation of whatever you want to see in the world just the aspect or that moment of sitting there and thinking about something that you want to manifest just in looking at the like the principles of say like the law of attraction, just focusing on whatever that is in that moment, whether it's on eclipse or not, will like continue to bring that vibratory thing into your life. So um, I, I've almost lost the essence of your question, but I think that there's a great uh, significance in that sort of in that sort of yeah. process, whether it's in an eclipse or not. So I hope that makes well sense. the way yeah the way I see it. Um, Brian, like think about it this way. When the sun comes out, its highest peak point is, you know, between 
say 10 and three o'clock in the afternoon, you know, your peak times, you're still going to get sun exposure at various other times throughout the day, but that's the strongest point. So with the full moon, they often say that the full moon energies are felt usually two to three days leading up to the full moon and two to three days after. So a very similar effect comes in for the eclipse. So yes, if you want to really be in the absolute moment of the eclipse, you can tune into it through your meditation and all that, but the energies are still lingering before and after and are still quite powerful. Almost a little bit like the image of a bell curve where it rises in the center and it tapers down on the sides. There can almost be like a diminishing effect of before or after. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I feel too, like when we think about the moon, the moon is all about the, what does the moon do? The moon lights up the evening. It lights up the night. It shines light into the darkness. It helps show the way. And so when you have this, really powerful um, eclipse coming in, the energies are amplified, as Matthew said, for us to maybe shine light into the areas that really need us to look into right now. Uh, What's kind of coming up to the surface? The moon is kind of like this really pulling energy. It pulls things towards it. And so you kind of feel the moon is also very emotional. And so when you, what kind of emotions are coming up leading up to this eclipse, I would say to our audience, uh, pay attention to some of the emotions you're feeling. If you're feeling triggered, if someone's triggering you or family members or friends, what's kind of coming up? That'll be a really good starting point for you to pay attention to the uh, energies which are within you most aligning with this upcoming lunar eclipse and something for you to really start to shine your own light into, bring more clarity, bring it to the surface to look at and bring in kind of like that aerial view, that bird's eye view and just look down as the observer, as the witness into that to see what is it that your higher self, your soul's choosing for you to learn during this current time. And it might be quite important because of the powerful effects of the lunar eclipse. As Matthew said, it's, it is a portal energy. It's opening up and there's a lot happening. And so you can benefit greatly by tuning into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? Pay attention to how you're feeling and yeah, or not. You're still going to, I mean, things are still going to happen. I mean, there's a reason why they say people act crazy around the full moon. Uh, the energies are just really um, a little chaotic, uh, but you can be in control of it if you choose. Oh, absolutely. I def- definitely feel the energies of the moon being a cancer. Oh, yeah. You're, you're like Always. already in it. You're like in the midst of it right now. That makes total sense, huh? I'm constantly in it. (laughs) It's like this ever emotional wave for me. (laughs) Like, let up already. Oh, really? Yeah. That's how I feel. One of the really cool things that I think comes up about just like the, the archetypal image of the moon, especially in conjunction with this eclipse, and it's especially in conjunction with the emotional states and the ever-flowing kind of liquid emotional state that we're all going through at this stage uh, for maybe like people like me, uh, Lisa, maybe everyone else. I think this eclipse cycle also represents, and this is kind of tying it back to, uh, let's say, like a tarot card even – Uh, The moon will represent an ongoing opportunistic point in our karmic cycles in that it always comes around once again. Here it is again in its most heightened, amplified state as an eclipse. So when we have an event like this as well, those surges of emotion, that emotional being that tends to rise up in us around these times of year when these things are happening – In my opinion, that's also kind of this karmic like guidepost that says this is a good time to step through whatever that is, to go through whatever that process is, to let whatever that current of emotion is pass through us, maybe to embody it on a certain level. Because I think another thing that this eclipse allows us to do is like transmute and heal and like release whatever that ongoing cycle is. And I think for a lot of us, it's even more interesting because here we are at the start of the year and we're all starting this new cycle. We're carrying forth this energy that goes on for the next, like, you know, year, I guess, obviously. And this is that opportunistic point in our personal cycle that allows us to kind of jump into that next stage. So in my opinion, that like current of emotion that you're experiencing is incredible and should be embraced. 
Yeah, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it does, and and it's January, so this is typically the time that people, True. you know, have new goals, and you know, it's a perfect time to set set new intentions. Yeah, yeah set your is. intentions. Absolutely, and and speaking of that, like new goals, you mentioned uh, that you're noticing a lot of people changing careers. Um, quitting jobs. That is definitely a huge theme within my clientele as well. Uh, Everyone, uh, pretty much everyone seems to be going through some level of that, whether they're just in the beginning stages of um, working that out in their mind, how that looks, feeling it out, or if they're already like in the midst of they've left and they're starting something new. And it's, it's interesting to have this eclipse energy coming up with you saying that because it truly is a major change in people's life to not only just change your career into something that is more alignment with you, that feels more supportive to who you are and your values and what's important to you, but also how the world is going to see you too. What do you, what do you find is through your own experience with your clientele and when you've done this work with people, when they're wanting to transition out of a career or a job that feels empty to them and they really want to pursue what's really in their heart, what sort of shifts do you see going on within the body, within the spiritual body, the emotional body, um, even maybe even the physical body? What are you noticing as like a healer and energy worker? Mm, wow, that's a really that's that's a really good question. From an energetic perspective, I would say in looking at the energy body, one of the things that I'm noticing for people, and I think I've mentioned this a couple other times recently, is there seems to be a it's like a collective opening and also a blockage of our throat energy center for a lot of people. And so one of the things I'm noticing in my work and people who are coming to me in these amazingly transitional and transformational stages, which for those of us who are experiencing this sort of thing, as well as oftentimes marked and when I'll have someone in a reading and they start getting like the high priestess or the magician or the star or these interesting cards that begin to mark this transitional transformational thing, Oftentimes that coincides with key energy blockages in the body and on the collective and individual level, the throat is often one of the things that we need to open first so that we begin to be able to broadcast, to receive, to send out and express the true essence of who we are. And strangely enough, that actually goes back to one of the concepts and the first things that was told to me when I first kind of started this crazy path of awakening and it didn't really make sense at first, this lady was like, First, you have to understand who and what you truly are. And at that point, only then will you be able to become or be whatever it was that you set out to be before, uh, like you were born. And at the time, I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But I think from an energetic uh, perspective, one of the first things we can do in that is open the throat. So I'm seeing for people that are coming into me a lot of a need to kind of like release what are these rings, these blockages, implantation, karmic attachments, relationship attachments. Some people will literally have these cords that are attached around their throat or their ankles or certain things like that. And so I think when people are just starting to break out of that phase of kind of like awakening into their mission, one of the first things we can do is begin to express that which we truly are. And that's a bit of a larger process, but um, I I would say that's been one of the main things that I've been seeing that a lot of solar plexus energy, like coming online for people that's been manifesting, I think, in these really um, intense and uncertain waves of emotion and like uh, wild anxiety that tends to surge up in people where they have these waves of knowing like I'm meant to be doing something else I have to get out of this there's something else coming but they don't know what it is a lot of times that'll coincide with these like solar plexus blockages which for a lot of us is kind of a hiding place of many of our core wounds our core wounds that stop us from like moving forward on a number of levels so a lot of throat solar plexus energy I hope that answers uh the gist of yeah. your question so far. no it does and it's actually very synchronized actually there's a synchronicity here get ready brian um so 
asking that question because it's we're talking about this this upcoming lunar eclipse. Now, for our audience, they they know, and I know Matthew, you know this too. Um, we're going on a cruise next week, and oh, yeah. nice. the one of the reasons we chose one of the reasons we chose a specific weekend coming up is because we knew that there was going to be a full moon. Um, it was uh, we didn't realize though when we did it that it was the lunar eclipse. We didn't realize that. Um, however, so we're going to Tulum the day before the lunar eclipse, and we're going to the Mayan ruins, yeah. and the Tulum in the Mayan um, culture is considered the throat chakra, wow. and so we're all, there's about 37 of us um, who are going on this tour and we're all going there for a group activation meditation um, at the temple. And Marina, who knows nothing about the, uh, Marina Jacoby, who knows nothing about the Mayans, um, I asked her before I told her that it was the throat chakra center of, um, for, I guess, in when it comes to, uh, I guess, the, the Mayan uh, sacred sites, um, I asked her what guidance has come through you, like for what we're, cause we had a meeting about what to do for this meditation. And she said that she was told to use the tones and frequencies of the, the voice, <laughs> like it's going to be voice tones. And I was like, Oh, well, that's interesting because we're going to be at the throat chakra, according to the Mayans. And for you to also be talking about self-expression for the, this as a year three, I just feel like this is going to be such a powerful time um and moment in time to really assist individual on an individual level but also on a collective level of helping people kind of move that energy shift the blocks so to speak in the throat i know for myself i was very mute (laughs) through a lot of my teenage years and my 20s my job as a massage therapist uh, my job was to listen to people while they just talked the whole time and I never needed to speak. And I found it very difficult to speak my thoughts. Like my thoughts seemed so clear in my head, but when I would go to speak them, it just didn't seem to come out right. And I would fumble over my words and I wouldn't know what to say. And it's just a huge breakdown. And I think a lot of people, when they're blocked at the throat, experience that. One of the interesting things that's happened to me, according to like this throat uh, energy center, is that when I finally did start working in a, like in doing my real work that I knew that I've always wanted to do. I've always felt this calling to do what I'm doing now today since I was in my early twenties, but mm-hmm. I didn't know how to get there. Like I didn't know how to take that leap. And of course I was always petrified of public speaking. Like it was one of my greatest fears. And I'm now at a point where I, you know, using my voice is just like second nature. Now I can speak obviously like it's 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 not an issue but one thing that i've always noticed was i hated my voice singing like i would never sing along to things if people were singing even if it was happy birthday i would like move my mouth like i was singing so people would think i was singing but i would never actually sing cuz i thought i had the worst voice ever and it was because i was so blocked in my throat chakra and now now because i don't care <laughs> I'll sing to the songs and I actually can hear a completely different sound coming out of my throat. I can tell the energy has become a lot more unblocked. Uh, there's still stuff to work on there, but it's, it's, there's a lot more harmony and balance in that throat center. And I just think it's incredible how so many of us are so scared to speak our truth. Oh my God. Yeah, totally. Wow. I love that. You know, I I was actually very much uh, the same as you. And this is coming from a person that was actually the singer of a band for almost eight years straight. I hated hearing my voice. Um, I loved the sound that it had in my head. And when I heard it in like a recorded uh, uh, like medium, I absolutely can't stand it. So I feel you on that. I think that's pretty normal. Oh, okay. Actually. <laughs> yeah, I hate my voice. It's because it sounds different. We When we just are speaking to somebody, we think it sounds a, a different way because of, you know, how it, it's actually, you know, resonating inside of our head versus what somebody else is hearing. And when you hear it recorded, that's what everyone else on the planet hears except for you. And we all hate the sound of our voice because it doesn't sound like what we think it sounds like. Yeah. My voice sounds different when I hear it recorded 
than it does when I'm actually speaking. Well, here's to releasing the throat chakra, opening it up. You know, there's an interesting (laughs) synchronicity, just to add a little bit to that in uh, what she was saying about the toning, because I would say one of the things that has changed in my work over the past year since I began specifically to work with the energy of the throat chakra was that I began to organically step into um, a technique of using a vocal tone in my work to open up. Uh, energy centers, uh, like um, organs, literally, uh, to release implants, to release blockages, uh, say like a meridian opening. I've been actively using toning in my energy work to do that. Um, and I find that, that that is, or in my opinion, I think that's one of the ways in which we can further embody the fourth uh, density frequencies in our are like 3D physical bodies at this time is in by using that vibratory tone or that sound complex that comes out of our body, whatever that is, I think we're experiencing a shift right now in like the collective energy in which that's becoming so much more uh, powerful. So um, yeah, just an interesting synchronicity with what you guys are going to be experiencing at uh, the Mayan ruins and just the overall throat chakra opening. Yeah. So toning is key right now. So Matthew, do you, you work on people's energy Mm -hmm. and how exactly, what, what exactly is it that you do? I know. Okay, good. Yeah. Thank um, you for asking me to explain that. Um, I would say this is actually my primary mission at this time. I think most of the people that will have encountered me through Facebook or stuff online oftentimes come to me for readings and then we end up doing energy work within the course of that. But my primary mission at this time is actually opening up uh, energy blockages, releasing implantation, etheric attachment. Um, and basically what we do is we move chi energy, multi-dimensional energy through our energy centers. Um, and it's basically allows us to let go of a tremendous amount of trauma in our body. And so what I've been doing right now, most of my work involves um, – a bit of a three-part process in which we go through this hypnotic induction. We sort of bring the body down into a theta state. When we get down into the theta state, it really allows us to move out, to kind of rearrange, to uh, clear out elements of the body, kind of like everything that's you goes down and everything that's not you kind of bobs up like a buoy on the surface of the water. So what I've been doing lately is using toning. I'm using uh, like breath work, using chi, kind of opening doors within our body's energy centers and allowing people to move through uh, like whatever that is in a really amazing way. So toning has been taking up a lot of it, but ultimately where we're calling it right now is golden frequency attunement or golden frequency healing. So you do that over the phone or over Skype or something like that. Yeah, Well, this was kind of for me, the process uh, began largely with working with Eric uh, Rains, in which um, I think I had like talked about this in my first interview with you guys. But I had an experience with him a few years ago in which um, in an elements of implantation or energy blockage was uh basically removed from my body to the extent that it kind of allowed me to begin shifting into this other state of who I was meant to be and who I was, you know, like stepping into. And so my work since that time has been learning how to kind of move that energy to adopt that a modality and then ultimately kind of turn it into my own kind of, uh, um, say like a technique. It's ultimately energy clearing, you know, etheric implantation clearing. Do you want to do something fun? <laughs> Ooh, I hope it's the same thing I was thinking. Would you be interested in doing a little tarot reading for the audience on the lunar eclipse? Yes. <laughs> is that what you were thinking, Brian? It is. It is. Because, you know, he said he hadn't really done anything for the for the new year. So I thought this would be a great, a great opportunity. Oh, well, I would love to. Are you kidding me? I'm totally ready for that, too. I was actually hoping you were going to ask me that. Yeah, let's do it. We're ready. Actually, that said, we can we can literally do that right. Okay, cool. So I'm going to start this just like I'll start an official reading. And if you can, we'll just gently close our eyes and take a nice slow breath in. And we're reaching out to the guys responsible for the can management of all those present here in the physical form, asking for your guidance, suggestions, energy, anything we need to be made aware of as it pertains to the upcoming astrological transit of this eclipse. Anything we need to be made aware of on an individual or a collective level moving forward. Thank you and honor you for your assistance. And so it is. So let's see what we have here. 
So in looking at our 2019 so-called eclipse timeline, the first card that we have today, interestingly enough, oh, wow. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's cool. The Nine of Wands is our primary representative in the energy of the moment. And so the Nine of Wands is a very interesting card because just in general, the wands, for people who are trying to understand tarot, wands is a realm of physical action, things that are actually taking place in the world. Some people will call wands their job, their career, a physical thing they're doing, a trip, a physical unfoldment. So when we see something like the Nine of Wands, um, that's a really cool thing because that tells us just from a numerological perspective, we are at the last stage of a certain thing. Nines come out right before we're done with the process or we're moving on to another one. And so Nine of Wands generally is about continuing to practice a certain thing, training, preparing for movement, sometimes preparing for war, preparing for a next stage uh, of a repetition in that process. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense, but when that comes out as a primary representative and kind of the energy of the moment, um, I would say that sets us up for a lot of big changes in 2019, maybe with the eclipse, maybe just in general. I think it's going to be happening either way. But then we look at some of the other cards here. And let's see, what do we have as our great influence for the energy of the moment going into 2019? Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. Okay. So we have a two of pentacles, which is an interesting decisionary card for a lot of people. Two of pentacles will be basically a choice, a high level choice will be weighing one option or the other. When I see something like that and looking at like a collective energy, to me, that will kind of interpret as the further division or the further separation between that higher vibratory new earth and sort of the lower chaotic realm that a lot of us are leaving behind and hopefully that's not too general and vague but i think the two of pentacles will like represent a need for us to choose one side or the other and as we step into fourth density i believe there is that choice there's like a polarity choice that we end up making so i would say going into the beginning of 2019 we kind of further embody the need to step into that choice and that's what makes it fun oh cool well thank you uh, as we go on to that just so you know our future card or rather what it is that we need to know right now um and oftentimes when i do like a three card reading i'll just do it very simply like that like what's the energy of the moment that's our nine of wands um what do we need to know right now that's our two of pentacles rather and then What's our action-oriented step, like the next indicated thing or like whatever comes next? And for us, that's where I was like, whoa, because uh, the magician shows up, which is an interesting transformational card. I was kind of talking about it a little bit earlier, but if you guys aren't aware of the magician is number one, the first card in the major arcana. Um, and so he talks about transformation and oftentimes we'll get uh, the magician card at uh, the beginning of the year and people will go through this process wherein, you know, they'll come to October or, uh, you know, closer to the end of the year, we invariably have this experience in which we like look in the mirror and you realize, wow, I'm not even the same person that I was when I started. So to kind of summarize that, it looks like we're in for more of the ongoing trans, tra excuse me, transformation, making a decision to further embody what we're becoming and then just continuing to hone and practice whatever this process is that we all stepped into. So at least that's what I see in the coming months. Can, can I point out that the numbers represented in the three cards you pulled, 9, 2, and 1, 2019, those are the numbers in 2019? And they add up to three. <laughs> oh, interesting. I didn't even notice that. Thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> that's right. Well, I would assume that's how you came to the number three for this year. Oh, whoa. Whoa, how wild. Whoa, how interesting. So there we go. That's, you know what? That's how we know someone's listening. I didn't actually, and to be totally honest with you, that was something that was told to me recently. I hadn't even noticed that it was a number three year. Um, I hadn't even been tracking the numerology of the year. So that's been a recent discovery for me. But that's really awesome that that showed up right now. Yeah, because when, when you said that, I was going through my mind thinking, oh, okay, that's, that's how you came up with it because it adds, it adds up, up to, to three. three. Mm, well, somebody's definitely listening. I think that's one of the really cool things about like working with 
a tarot in general is that we invariably will come up against these really wild synchronistic moments where everything adds up in this strange way on the table and we're like oh interesting somebody really is with us so yeah no that's cool we're going into a three-year guys i think brian's really really good at tarot no he's not like if he tried you are Oh, I'll bet you are. Well, you know what's cool is I'm going to be doing a tarot course in the coming months in which I'm going to be hopefully teaching people to learn how to use tarot as a diagnostic method for understanding and treating their and other people's energetic and emotional situations. Because I think when we approach it from a practical like point of view like that and understanding like the immediate energy, it allows us to unlock levels of information that I think oftentimes when people use tarot in other settings, it comes through as these incredibly vague, general kind of interpretations. But when we use it with slightly different intentions, I think it can allow almost anyone to be able to begin to like use it and understand like what this stuff means. So you might be really good at tarot, Brian. But if so. you're going to do a class, Lisa's definitely going to sign up. <laughs> oh, that'd be rad. I would love to have you there. No, it's definitely really, it's a really cool thing because Tarot, especially uh, the major arcana, actually will give us indications in a reading of specific energy centers, like a meridian, even organs and areas of the body in which things can kind of hold on to, emotions can uh, reside, stuff like that. So there's an incredibly dense amount of information available. So can we do another fun thing? Can oh, yeah, we totally. let's yeah. find energy blockages and in Brian, just do some what? sort of Brian reading. Oh, Brian doesn't what? have energy blockages. Just for fun. As long as you're cool I'm with that, totally Brian. Okay, okay with that. that. <laughs> do we have consent to look into your personal you energy? Okay. Let us do that. I always try to ask because I I have noticed within this sort of like community, a lot of people tend to just be like, Yeah, I'm spotting this thing in you and it's this implant in your blah blah blah. And I think that's that's kind of a dangerous practice when we get into these fourth like density frequencies and that we 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 can uh, become aware of things in other people and you know as like a practitioner i always try to gain uh some sort of like a yeah. you know before you don't want to bypass consent <laughs> oh yeah 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 totally so but yeah let's okay guys so we're gonna look at the body mass spirit complex known as brian so if you can just take a nice slow breath in for me brian and one of the really cool things about when you're working with other people's energy is that you can actually gain an extra level of kind of information, availability, view, however you want to describe it. And one of the things you can do, Brian, is you can literally just imagine that you've come home for the day wherever you live. Everyone knows what their doorknob looks like, the door to your house. And so just imagine in your mind's eye that you've opened your front door and you're coming home and just turn on the first light in your house. Just see yourself imagine it. There, there you go. All you have to do is just immediately acknowledge whatever that is. And that's kind of like turning on the lights inside our body, inside our consciousness. It's a layer of, uh, it's like a consent like that we're giving when we agree to turn on the lights. It's like I'm going to illuminate an element of myself. So um, it's a really cool exercise that allows people to connect. So you take a nice little bit in here. And so for Brian's guys, please just give us uh, anything we need to know about his current energetic state, emotional state, and then we'll go ahead and draw a couple cards here. Okay, so Brian, you're, you're, interestingly enough, your card shows up as the King of Cups, um, which is a very cool thing because on a certain level it tells me that you're able to embody somewhat of a sovereignty in your own emotional being. You're going to be a bit of a rock. You're going to be on a bit of an island on certain levels. When we look at that in conjunction with understanding uh, the energetic or emotional state of a person, the currency or rather the energy of cups um, in an emotional being, I think for you that's going to point to, at least right now, a little bit of throat energy and going down into what for you feels like. And if you can, just take another slow breath in for me. What I would call spleen-based energy, which is like a frustrated signal that I think you might be experiencing with respect to something that feels a little bit like abundance, a little bit like uh, a restricted sense in your body, like a lack of freedom of movement in certain areas. And so when we have a little bit of a frustrated signal that tends to go into the spleen, 
Now, I think one of the things I'm discovering in my work is I'm not sure if that's actually the energy of the spleen as an organ or the energy of the spleen as the spleen, a meridian. Um, so one of the things I found is we can literally move energy through the spleen in an amazing way. And that tends to like release elements of like bitterness in our emotional state. Um, I, I would say the greatest thing that it comes to is as a frustration. And then that kind of goes up into what we would call uh, possibly heart and pericardium meridian, which is kind of in the center of your chest. And there's a little bit of, uh, a little bit of a, what I would call a cloudiness there. Um, when I see this sort of cloudiness, sometimes it can be um, holdover from just, well, actually what it points to is kind of your throat and a little bit of a, a need to express more of an emotional uncertainty that exists in your body. It's like an ongoing cycle that comes back over and over again. You tend to bottle it up and then it kind of comes out in other areas. And I think that's why it's pointing to your spleen. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense to you, but in looking at your cards here, it seems like you have a lot more control over your emotional well-being than other people. And I say that because in your emotional well-being spot, you got strength, uh, the strength card. So for a lot of us, I think that can point to us being a bit of a rock on a certain level. And that can also be sometimes a negative thing because that can mean that it can be very hard for us to be permeated by certain types of emotional energies or certain things when we need to. Does any of that stuff make sense? Oh, uh, it's you're, you're, you're spot on. Spot on, yeah. Oh, good. Okay, good. Because I honestly never know. I'm literally going with whatever's showing up in front of me. So, so thank you. But yeah, what I would do in the course of a clearing for that um, would probably be first working with the heart based energy, as I think a lot of us will, that'll be one of the most immediate places in which we can like release emotion from working with the heart and the throat based energy. And, yeah, I would I would say though you seem like you're doing pretty well in general. So. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, actually, here let me just throw this out because it would be late of me not to mention it. Your future card, Brian, just so you know, mm -hmm. is of the world, which is usually a very cool thing when we get the world and we look into the future. What do we need to know about where they're going? Brian has the world, and so. That will mean that first off, that coincides with what I'm saying about you being a rock, about being incredibly capable, about being able to kind of do, handle, be certain things, whatever they need in the energy of the moment, <laughs> they can adapt to it. That's the energy of the world. The cool thing about the world is they can make anything happen. The bad thing about the world is they can make anything happen. So it's kind of like saying in going into your future, at least in 2019 and looking at your energetic and emotional state, you might be have the capability to negatively manifest certain outcomes just by focusing on the uncertainty of the situation. Because like the world's a card that you get when you're wondering if something can happen, if you can do it, if you can make it happen. And it says, choose very carefully because whatever you focus on comes about very rapidly. And a lot of times for people that's, where we get one thing and we get all this other stuff that goes with it. And it's directly proportional to the wanna, level to which what do you want to focus, focus on, on Brian? Thing. So I don't know if that makes sense to you. It does. I'm, it makes me want to focus on something. You're spot on. My, my company blue oh. dot. Nice. I thought you were going to say your heart. <laughs> well, it's interesting that that kind of came up in Brian's reading. Cause that was actually something that I felt in the general reading, like for everyone, for like the lunar eclipse, when you, when you were talking about like the two of pentacles and, and talking about like balancing the different ideas of making a choice, you know, like you're going to be able to choose to maybe either go into self-service or are you choosing to stay more in ego? And I always see like the, the two of pentacles kind of like some, well, not always, but sometimes as like balancing the different dimensions. And when the magician card came out, it kind of corresponded. Like what I was thinking really is in alignment with what you just told Brian is that you have control over how you would like this to manifest. Like you have control how you would like this to show up in your world. And oh, oh yeah. I think that's an empowering place to not just put Brian in right now for what he's going through, but for everyone who's listening to know that you always have that ability to be the magician of your life and to make through your choices and actions and intentions, you can really bring to the forefront what it is that you truly desire. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool that that really lined up. 
Because I was thinking that during that reading, and then it just all came through what you were saying to Brian, and I'm like, oh, it's so cool. Oh my God, yes. At a rapidly accelerated level. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think that goes back not to be a broken record, but that brings us back to the idea of integrating the fourth uh, density frequencies in the body, because as we step into fourth density, which is literally what's happening, we begin to see the instant manifestations, those things that we think become reality so much quicker. And so that makes sense. We have uh, the control right now. We have the ability, whatever we're focusing on is about to come into uh, like being in our life. So yeah, makes absolute sense. We are creating this. And like you said, <laughs> be very mindful of like what you are creating because you, if your focus is somewhere where you're not, um, I guess, conscious of, but a lot of your focus is going there and it's not something you want to create, you'll create it. Uh, so just be mindful of your, I guess, your abilities as you become more aware, you, it comes with a certain level of responsibility for yourself in uh, just being mindful of what you're co-creating. Oh, Absolutely. There was sort of an event that happened to me last year that I guess I would mention in which um, in the ongoing strange thing that I seem to have with these like beings or interdimensional sort of beings that will contact me. And I had this conversation, which I'll just I'll just admit, I've never said this in like a public way, but I had what I believe was a telepathic conversation with me, which with which may have been a fifth or sixth density entity, I believe, in December of uh I would say 2017 in which I had this strange question and answer session with something that was talking to me and it would send me like an emotional uh, reply. And I, I asked it, who is it, you know, who are you and where are you from multiple times? And they mentioned that they were a guardian. And I said, what is it, what is it that I need to do to step into this? What is it that I need to know? And they told me to number one, continue to purify my body. But this is where it kind of goes back to what you're saying right now. They said to live in reverence, and at the time, I was like, what does that mean? And what I took that to mean later on was to live in reverence of every moment, making that an intentional act and understanding that the energy and the motion that we carry into every moment is literally creating the next things that we see ahead of us. And at, and at that time, I had a really strange experience in which I got to see a firsthand example of that happening in which at the time I took my dog on a walk, uh, like to the park. And right uh, before we had like took him off the leash, I literally said out loud, I don't want to let him off the leash. I think some huge black dog is going to come out of the darkness and attack him. And I literally took the dog off the leash. And within seconds, a black dog came from another end of the park and ran over toward our dog. And I was like, <gasps> it was literally one of those moments in which I got to see the firsthand example of the ways in which we will say a thing and then it will happen. And not saying that I created that, but just an example of how those things will continue to unfold. So I think when they said live in reverence, I took that to be a really serious thing. And I've been trying to follow that ever since. So Yeah, I think that's great advice for everyone to, to be very intentional in everything that you think, say, and do, because it does carry an effect. It's the, it's the law of cause and effect. So I think that's great. Well, tell, tell our audience about this event that if they are interested in joining you for, uh, tell them a little bit about it and then where they can sign up for it if they're interested. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so this is what it is. On January 20th, I'm holding a group energy healing and timeline unification event. And what that means is on that day, we're going to be going through first off a group uh, what I call a synchronization, sort of like a meditation, in which we're going to be harmonizing our energy fields through a series of synchronistic breathing and focusing on specific energy centers. It's something that I've been working on for eight months straight. I feel really good about bringing the synchronization, like meditative practice into this thing. So what we're going to be doing is synchronizing our energetic states. And then we're going to be going through a bit of an energy clearing on the group level, moving through key blockages in our chakras, our meridians, 
basically moving through whatever it is that shows up on the collective level that seems to be blocking us from stepping into the next vibratory state, the next version of us, whatever we're meant to do, become, receive, activate in 2019. Right as we do that at, at the height of the eclipse, it creates this amplified effect in the body. So when we do this thing, what we're doing is an energy clearing, the synchronization of our internal states through the group meditation. And then we're going to go through this specific manifestation process in which just prior, I would say probably uh, within a few days, I'm going to be sending out for those of us that are going to be in this event, a manifestation script that was given to me by the group of guides that I've been working with just prior to the eclipse in August of 2017. And so what I'm going to be doing is sending out a manifestation script. It's a bit of a contract that you will make between you and your higher self counsel that states what it is you're intending to create, what you're stepping into, the vibratory state that you're allowing to kind of anchor into your body going through the portal. So what we're doing is we're doing a group energy clearing, a synchronization, a meditation, and then basically a portal unification ceremony in which we're all stating our intentions as we go through this process an incredible opportunity to go through a, a very unique energy healing and a manifestation ceremony with a large a group of people so people can sign up for that at my website rememberyourmission.com we have event links on there um, you can also book me for a private session for energy clearing or reading there but yeah that's Je january 20th at 1 p.m and this is an online event i'm going to be holding it over zoom is that I'd 1 p.m pacific time oh yeah thank you yes uh on okay. the west coast well we'll coast. be definitely thinking about you while we're on the cruise um you know doing our thing uh, totally. and i know it's gonna i think that's gonna be a really powerful event i was I, when I when I saw it, I was going to join, and then I'm like, oh, I'm not even in the country, <laughs> and I'm not even have not even have internet access. Yeah, but but maybe we can maybe we can do it from the from the. Oh coast. yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys can do it in your own world on your own timeline. It's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we'll be tuning in. We'll be tuning into the energies, and um, for all of our audience members, uh, please check uh, Matthew's event out, or at least the website. And uh, I think you know, Matthew, you're definitely a powerful worker, and I think you've got a very acute sense of uh, intuition and integrity, which is a nice mix because not everyone has the integrity to go along, you know. So I think that's really nice, um, and to. Uh, our audience will leave that information in the show notes for you too if you didn't get a chance to write it down or you forget. And uh, so, Matthew, thanks for coming on the show again. You uh, definitely were a blessing for us, and it's always a pleasure to have you here. A synchronized blessing. Yeah, very synchronized blessing. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. And to our audience, thanks again for joining us this week. We'll be back next week. And when we are back next week, we'll be embarking on a cruise ship and we're going to be bringing to you some episodes after that from the actual cruise. We're going to be sitting around the pool recording some uh, some episodes with actually some of you. I know some of you are coming on the show who are listening right now. So we're excited to meet you in person and we're excited to have you come on the show and ask some questions because we're going to have a few mics going around the audience and it's going to be a lot of fun. So you'll be able to grab a drink and sit around with us and we'll just be talking all spiritual stuff. So thanks everyone for joining us again. And you need, uh, if you need any information about us, go on over to our website, enlightenup.us or check out our email. If you have questions you'd like us to answer on the show, or you have uh, show topics or guests that you would like us to bring on, we would welcome all of that information. So thanks again. And we'll be back with you next time.